1: Gotcha Six, we got you back. Gotcha Six, we got got you back. I
0: got you Six. Sixers, massive treat today. The legend himself, Jason Zemsek, is here. You probably know him as one of the most diehard Pittsburgh team fans ever, having written nine books on everything, all sports in Pittsburgh. Jason, thank you so much for being on the Gotcha Six podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely Tony. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor.
0: I mean, I only talked about one thing, right? West Point graduate. You know, you're doing this incredible work inside of the uh, pharmaceutical space and being recognized on the 40 under 40 list. There's a lot of cool things that you're doing and I want to dive right into it. One of the things we kind of talked about before we came on in the episode today was how you leverage and understand all the different stakeholders that are in place. Is that something you, you're implementing from your time either at West Point or in the military, or where do you think that comes from?
1: Yeah, it it absolutely is something that that has grown out of my time in the military, and and to your point, going back to West Point, um, you know, in in the business world, and you know, certainly in our particular industry, pharmaceuticals, you know, there's a entire value chain. You know, the healthcare system has a number of different stakeholders, and understanding objectives of, of each entity is very, very important. You know, we're, we're often working with a number of different uh, stakeholders to bring together a project. You know, the company that I work for, uh, we operate patient financial support programs to help people lower their out-of-pocket costs for their prescription drugs. And so understanding each organization's role, their their motivation, um, their objectives, and how, how they can accomplish that uh, is, is extremely important. And, you know. I just think back to everything we did in the military, um, you know mission mission accomplishment, and being able to bring together different stakeholders, and especially you know one particular deployment I had um, being part of a NATO force, uh, and it was you know we were working not just with our own forces, you know in the the army, the air force and and we had uh, military units from other countries um, and just really having to understand everyone's perspectives, objectives, and and bring everyone together, uh, that that has absolutely uh, served me well and and carried over into my civilian career.
0: During that NATO deployment, if you had to look at like one thing or, you know, a couple of things that really helped bring everybody to the table, what do you think that was? What was that experience?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is mutual understanding, uh, commonalities, recognizing that, you know, being from from different parts of the world and even with language barriers um we all have so much in common um and it's you know to really uncover that you you have to kind of dig deep a little bit um you know we were partnered with spanish forces italian forces um our unit we were training and mentoring and advising the the afghan army and the afghan police and so there were a number of just just perspectives and having to really get to get to know people get to relate to people um you know as i said you have to once you sort of go beneath the surface, um, there's, there's so much that we all have in common. Uh, and I think, you know, it just takes those leadership characteristics and that intentional effort to, to draw that out of people. Um, you know, and once you start doing that, you form those relationships, you form those bonds. Um, you know, you look for ways that you can help each other and mutually benefit each other. And so it was, it was true on that deployment. Um, It was true, of course, you know, in the military and then obviously in in the business world, you know, you always talk about joint, joint venture business opportunities and how do we all achieve success? Um, So, so many things that just common threads that run through there. I remember one of my deployments,
0: pro wrestling ended up being like a very big connective tissue between the Afghan soldiers and, you know, the ones in our unit. And they would kind of go back and forth and, you know, waving their hand in front of their face and saying, John Cena. What was the question that kind of really helped pushing everybody
1: to kind of come together? So I'll say sports. Um, and, you know, that was one thing I feel like it's and I've always obviously been a huge sports fan, but I, I truly feel there's a big part of it. It's almost a, the universal language. Um, you know, you look at the Europeans, we would talk about football, you know, and obviously they would joke with us what they call real football, um, you know, the style that they play. And even with the Afghans, you know, we would be part of their, their PT formations and we would try to, you know, show them some of the things that, that we do, you know, for exercise and physical fitness. And I think, you know, that's just one of those things that everyone can kind of find some commonality in. Yeah, you know, the other thing is, is family. Uh, you know, we would talk about our families. We would talk about, you know, the people in our lives. Because, again, I think, you know, truly believe we're all human, you know, and whether you're in a a military setting, you know, or whatever business you work in, or, you know, even if you're just, you're talking to your neighbors down the street, you know, there, there is some common ground that, that everyone's going to find. And so those were, you know, when we were deployed, it was really for me personally, those were the two, you know, sports, sports and family, um, that we would always talk about and just try to, you know, bring everyone together with, with stories around. Like I said, when we opened the episode, you
0: are a massive Pittsburgh, everything sports fan. Can you trace back to that what inspired you to really kind of jump headfirst into the whole sports scene there? Cause it, it's become a massive part of your life. And like you said, it helped you during the deployment to bring everybody together to have that same common understanding.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I think first and foremost, I, I say this, you know, jokingly, but there's there's truth to it. You know, part of me will always be that that seven year old kid, you know, the the Steelers, the Penguins, the Pirates. I mean, that's just it's I grew up that way and I, I love my teams and that's what caused me you know for for several years um being a diehard fan I always had these ideas of you know oh I'd I'd love to write a book about the experience and you know my my first book was about exactly that you know staying a Pittsburgh Pirates fan through some of the some of the difficult years if you have any you know baseball fans out there I'm sure they all know um that it hasn't always just been smooth sailing uh, guys as a Pirates fan and that experience of uh you know, when we finally got back to the playoffs uh, a few years ago after you know my entire lifetime, being pretty bad to be quite honest. so that's really just you know, I go back to again, I feel it's that that universal language, that thing that brings people together, and you know you you go to a you go to a game, you go to you know you're in a stadium, you're watching with people, and you know people from all walks of life they they have that in common, um, and especially, um, you know, where I grew up around, around Western Pennsylvania. I mean, people, the saying goes, you know, you, you bleed black and gold. Um, and we've been extremely fortunate, you know, to experience um, in my lifetime, you know, two Super Bowls, five Stanley Cups. And so it just, you know, it really brings that out of, of people. And it's just a, a special connection um, to home that really just has always inspired me and just been a part of, of who I am and what gets me excited. Uh, so that's really what kind of thrust me in head on as far as writing and just, you know, my kind of passion outside of work, being able to express that.
0: And that not only being able to keep centered to a community and a tribe that you can constantly come back to, but keeping that seven-year-old wonderment and lens when you apply to different scenarios, that has to allow you to challenge problems that, you know, come your way with a different perspective in order to kind of find a creative solution. Is there a specific instance recently that you've kind of come across where you've been able to kind of leverage that?
1: There, there has been, um, and I think I think you're right. You know, first and foremost, that seven year old perspective, and I, you know, I have an eight year old now, and I kind of try to think through, you know, her her lens and her view of the world. And I know, obviously, the way I do things has a tremendous influence on that, um, which I'm always always mindful of. But yeah, problem solving, you know, always trying to tell myself, you know. It's, it's not that bad, you know, when we get thrown business problems in, in work all the time, I think we all do. And you're just, how do I, how do I figure this out? How do I solve it? And, you know, part of me, again, values my experience in the military, you know, just recognizing and not to get too serious, but, you know, some of the things that we all feel fortunate we were able to return home from and others, you know, weren't that fortunate and have families that, that weren't. And so, I always approach things with that frame of mind, you know, whenever, whatever business problem I'm facing, whatever, you know, situation I'm trying to sort out, it's, it's really not that bad. And so when you have that mindset, I think that allows you to just open up more creatively and it, you you feel more a sense of gratitude. I know that, I know that word gets used a lot, um, but it's something that I've been very big on. And so the way that, flows into problem solving is just, I think, first and foremost, recognizing that whatever you're dealing with, there there is a way, there is an answer. And we're fortunate to be in a situation where we're able to have that opportunity to solve it. Um, and it, I think it just gets back to that, you know, childhood recognition that, you know, kids have a wonderful way of, of seeing the world as it's it's not that bad. Um, you know, thankfully, they, in a lot of cases, they, they don't know any better yet, or they haven't had those experiences that, that we do in adulthood. So I try to keep that in mind.
0: That reframe is something I want to touch on real quick, where you you go to gratitude in order to say that the situation you're going through is not that bad. What does that physically look like? Is it like you have some sort of mantra you say? Is it you write down like, hey, it's not that bad? Or like you literally take like a tactical pause and say, hey, we're here, we're doing this thing. We've overcome adversity before. What does that look like for you, Jason, as you're kind of reframing the problem when you're stuck in a sticky situation?
1: The last point you mentioned is, is very, very true to, to what I do in those situations, that tactical pause where I just I stop and think, you know, I'm a big proponent of quiet thought, composure. I, I talk about composure often and it's served me so well um, because I think in a lot of cases, you know, it's easy, it's human nature. We're all human and you know, we have the inclination to want to lose control of our emotions, whether that's in whatever whatever way that is. Um And so taking that pause to just stop, you know, the physical actions, sometimes deep, deep breaths, you know, just really centering myself and saying, you know, exactly what you mentioned. I've, I've seen this, I've been through this, I've experienced this. What's in front of me right now is, is not that bad. Um, And it just gives you, allows you to kind of have that brief. And sometimes this is in the moment and it's just, you know, real quick, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Um, But it allows you to have that moment of clarity you know, and then I feel like it's a complete mental shift and I can proceed forward with kind of a clear mind. Um, and I do it throughout the day. You know, whenever things come up, I think we all you come out of a meeting and just something frustrates you or something, you know, a wrench gets thrown into the situation. There's a curveball. And how am I going to deal with this? And, you know, so many times it's that that deep breath, stop, think, you know, I've experienced things that are far more difficult than this. I'm thankful to be here we'll, we'll find a way there's, there's a way to do this. Um, so that's, that's absolutely, you know, tactical pause is a, is a great way to describe it. And it sounds
0: like you actually schedule that in, like after a meeting, you take that time and you're very, very mindful of being deliberate with that practice of making sure it's not meeting to meeting it's meeting. There's some time for some clarity and some deep thought and some reflection, and then you go on to the next thing.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do it to, every extent that I can. I mean, we all, you know, we get booked up your calendars back to back to back. But even as I said, you know, even if it's two minutes between, like I I know and I've recognized I personally need that. Um, it's almost as if you allow yourself, you take your mind out of what you were on, you refresh for a moment. And even if you do have to get right back in, um, you know, you do so again with as much clarity as you can. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. You, you have to kind of come down you know, do the, do the brief reset, do the brief, even, you know, to get back to the army turn, do the AAR, even if it's instantaneous, you know, 30, 30 seconds, or, you know, you come out of a meeting, it doesn't feel well, what could I have done better, you know, and then you get back in and prepare yourself for the next one. Um, So yes, it's, it's certainly something that I'm deliberate and intentional about and I feel is, is so beneficial.
0: I like how you bring up AARs, right? After action reviews, we do them anytime in the military. You know, any kind of like problem set that we're dealing with, or if we're going through some sort of like complex scenario, we always do an AR where we look at positive things that we want to sustain and then improves where there was kind of failure along the way. Where do you think failure has been the greatest success in your life? Can you go back to a specific instance?
1: Yeah, you know, there's a few times I think sort of big picture things, you know, not I think back even one one big thing in the military. I interviewed for a general's aide position when I was a first lieutenant. Um and I I didn't get selected. And it, it upset me. But at the same time, you know, it caused me to recognize I looked at um I looked at the officer that did get selected and I realized, you know, I, I wasn't the best choice. And I came to terms with that and I, I realized that, you know, that's that's part of life. And I think, you know, that's just one example and we all go throughout our our lives, our careers, you know, sports is a big one over time. You know, we've all played different sports at different levels and, you know, you're not going to win all the time. And I think, you know, there's always those experiences. Uh, I did a brief video earlier, not too long ago, where I talked about um, when I was in the captain's career course and I was trying to get a perfect score on my, my PT test and I missed it by a few seconds on the run. And, you know, I just, I recognized that It was upsetting, but at the same time, I I look back and have the perspective of, well, you know, I got in really great shape through the process. I learned a lot about myself. I went to my next assignment in really great shape and and started off, you know, on the right foot. I met a lot of other people. You know, there were a few of us that had similar goals and we all trained together and and worked together and kind of deepened those relationships. And so, you know, on the surface, yeah, I, I, I failed. I didn't achieve what I wanted to. But, in reality, I actually I, I learned a lot from it, and you know, again, looking now at the my career in the business world in the pharmaceutical industry, you know, we fail regularly and not I don't mean that in a you know kind of a funny way or anything, but it's reality when you're in business and you're you're you know competing against others in your space in your industry, you want to win every business opportunity, and just the nature of any industry is that you're not going to you know, so our company, We've done extremely well over the years, but we've also lost some, some big opportunities that we wish we would have won. And there's times when I'll come out of, uh, you know, come out of pitches, come out of presentations to, to large pharma companies and just saying to myself, man, I, I wish I had that one back. I could have, you know, could have done this better or, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But what I try to do is then allow that to feed into the next one, because uh, when you encounter those situations again, you can say to yourself, well, I've, I've seen this before. Um, and I, I know what I'm going to do differently this, this next time.
0: And you're approaching it with a sense of gratitude because as you were telling those stories, I could see it And for the viewers at home that are just listening to this. You can kind of get disappointed as you're talking about the failure, but you're coming out of it, learning so many lessons, uh, which is, it's very hard to do. And it takes deliberate effort to constantly put yourself in adversity and come out better for it and not just, you know, letting it drag you down. Jason, this has been fantastic and I really appreciate you sharing your time with us. Before we go, I have to ask, Jason Zemsek, how are you better today than yesterday?
1: Great question. Uh, you know, I love some of the answers. I know this is, uh, you ask it of, of all the guests. The way I am better today than yesterday, and I just kind of continuously say this throughout my life, throughout my career, is, is perspective. Um, you know, I look at myself now and i just i know things about life and about about careers and about work and about keeping myself healthy and all these things that i just i didn't know 5 years ago um you know or even just today i i try to do things better than i did yesterday but i think the foundation of that is having the perspective from it, taking your experiences and not just letting them be points in time you know i did this it's over it's done with but actually what have I learned from this? What has it taught me? How does this play into, you know, what I'm going to do the next time? So how am I better today in my career than yesterday? You know, it's just constant evolution learning. You know, obviously I talk about healthcare and and our, you know, the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, it's a, it's a complex system and you have to, you have to learn and you have to study. And I've said it so many times every single day, I realize that I know enough now to know that there's still so much I don't know. And so that's, you know, I keep trying to improve with with each interaction and you know just in in personal life in my own you know I try to think as I'm I'm on the cusp of 40 and I try to you know think of keeping myself healthy and taking care of myself and you know when I was young and in the army and we we did all the you know stuff that put all the wear and tear on our bodies and a lot of times it got around you know I recognized that I was getting by on just kind of you know youth and adrenaline and all that and you know I have to be more mindful of how I take care of myself now and so it's uh you know, better now than yesterday. It's in my mind, it's a matter of perspective Uh, and just knowing, you know, taking my experiences and using them to inform my my future actions and how I go about things. Having that perspective of yesterday,
0: today, what would you say today's win is?
1: So actually today had a really good example. We had a client call today um, and it was a potentially difficult situation. Um, You know, in business, you get into these things where just, you know, communication got mismanaged at some point along the way. And, you know, you kind of have to, one of the things I believe is a, as a leader, you have to sometimes, um, I use the analogy, it's a, it's a sports analogy, but you have to step up to the podium and answer, kind of answer for when things don't go the way they're supposed to. And I I had one of those calls today navigated it to where we came out of it, where the the relationship is intact. um, Our business is still good. We're on good terms with the customer. And, you know, a lot of that was going back to our West Point days, the the no excuse, you know, we remember the, the four responses and uh, you know, it's it's surprising how much that serves you in business and in life when you just simply, you know, instead of trying to explain things away, you know, you just say, you know, there's there's no excuse and we, you know, we did something wrong. We need to do it better. Um, so today I had to go through one of those, but um, you know, I think we, we came out of it extremely well, um, all things considered. And we're still, we're still in the game, so to speak. Uh, So that was a big win today.
0: Jason, where can people go to connect with you? They want to reach out. They've heard more about your story. They want to get to know you a little bit more. Where are they going to go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, LinkedIn, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm I'm very, very active on there. I've met a ton of great people, uh, inspiring, insightful people. Not too big on the other the other social media channels, so you won't find a whole lot there. Uh, LinkedIn's the primary. And then, of course, Amazon, uh, all, the, all the books I've written you can find on Amazon. Uh, but that's also linked from, from my LinkedIn profile.
0: If you have any Pittsburgh sport fan in your life, these are the go-to books. Jason, thank you for sharing your time with us, your strategies, your methods. And most importantly, thanks for having our six today. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tony. Uh, thank you for all that you're doing. It's it's truly impactful, and I'm I'm proud to be a part of it.
0: Sixers, thank you for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six Podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend. Pass it along. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we warrant because we love what we do here at the Got Your Six Podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday.
1: I don't know what you've been told, Sixers.